Good morning, good people, and happy new year all the way from sunny Florida. I believe we are in the 80s today, and I just love the weather down here. It's amazing. So hopefully y'all are also getting some good weather wherever you are, but hope y'all woke up to some really good feels this morning, some good vibes, and y'all are ready to get into it for 2022. I'm so excited that our first podcast episode for season two is dropping on the first day of the year we're already about to get into our bag um first i want to shout out all of the people who have helped black girl budget grow uh number one to everyone who is following the podcast good morning to you good morning from florida because our followers have doubled over the last two weeks i believe um good morning to all of the people who have come from TikTok to Black Girl Budget. We have over 6,000 followers on TikTok, so shout out to everybody on the Clock app. Uh, Shout out to our almost 6,000 followers on Instagram. Y'all have been rocking with me for a long time. Um, And then shout out to our bread and butter, those of you who are subscribed to the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, I still don't know why. The newsletter drops at the beginning of every month, you get five budgeting tips as well as some free resources from time to time, or you may get a discount code for resources from time to time. So if you are not signed up for the newsletter, I'm going to need you to sign up. Remember, if you sign up after the first of the month, you will get a newsletter starting after that day uh, when the next newsletter drops. So just keep that in mind. If you sign up and you've already missed a few newsletters, You won't get the old ones, but you will get the new ones. And that's what's important. So go sign up and subscribe to the newsletter. You can do that on the website. There's also a link tree in my Instagram bio as well as my TikTok bio. So shout out to everyone who's here today. Happy New Year's. Today, I'm going to give you all five necessities for financial success in 2022. Now, I need y'all to listen. I need y'all to hear me when I give y'all these five because some of these, I don't want y'all to feel like I'm attacking y'all, but I am definitely coming for a few people. So let's get into it. Number one, this is the first thing you need for financial success in 2022. If you have not already had this already, number one, you need an awakening. Now, most of us, if you're here on this podcast, you've probably already had some kind of awakening, but if you haven't, you need to have one at some point in 2022, because this is going to help you be consistent and get you through the tough times. But if you haven't gotten there yet, that's okay. Just reflect and think of maybe something that's happened in the past few years that's made you say, I need to listen to the Black Girl Budget podcast, or I want to follow her. Like, what is the reason that you've decided to be here with us in this space today? And that will maybe help you understand what your awakening was. So let's talk about it. Awakening is defined as suddenly becoming aware of something. So typically people will have their awakening when they realize I can't go on living like this. And this can be different for different people, right? So I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, Nikki, I really need your help with my finances. I quote, I can't go on living like this. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. That was their awakening. They're like, I'm in my 40s. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I need your help. And so when you have this awakening, you really need to write it down. You can write down this in your Black Girl Budget Notebook if you have it. If you don't have a Black Girl Budget Notebook, they are available on the website. And right now there's free shipping. So make sure you go grab one. But you need your awakening. Without it, it's going to be very challenging for you to remain consistent and to have follow through because you don't have that thing in the back of your head where you're like, I will never do this again. I will never live like this again. And so I will tell you, all I had my awakening in 2016. 
I graduated from law school. I started working my first job. I was making $43,000 a year as an attorney. $43,000 a year. I was getting paid once a month. Uh, student loans were knocking at my door like the police, like bang, bang, bang. $1,500 a month is what they wanted. And I like that was more than half of my check. Um, I also owed money to Walmart on my credit card, New York and Company on my credit card. I did not have a single dollar in my emergency fund. Like, it did not exist. I did not have an emergency fund. Um, what else? My credit score was, like, low 700s. And I, I was, I, y'all, for all intents and purposes, I was not that girl. Okay? I was not that girl. <laughs> so, so I had this epiphany where I was like, I'm getting paid once a month at the end of every month. I got student loans. I got credit card debt. Like, if something went wrong right now, I would have to call my parents and ask them for money. And I didn't want to be in that position anymore. And so that was my awakening. And I decided, okay, boom, I'm going to pay off these credit cards. Um, I think I even, I purchased a new phone right when I got my job because I'd had my old raggedy phone for like two years. The screen was cracked. So I needed to pay off my phone. I I had stuff to do, y'all. So my awakening was, I don't ever want to be in a position where I am stressed all the time, just anticipating that an emergency is going to happen that I cannot afford because I don't have an emergency fund. Or I don't want to live a lifestyle where I'm always owing people money, owing companies money. I don't want to do that. And then on the other side of that, I want to live a lifestyle where if I want to travel, boom, we out. If I want to get somebody a gift because I saw and thought of them, boom, I'm getting it. If I want to buy me a new Kurt Geiger bag or a Telfar, let's do it. So I wanted to be in a position where I could enjoy life stress-free. My finances were not stressing me, and I was at peace with my finances, and that is where I am today. But keep in mind, I started in 2016 when I had that awakening. So write down what your awakening is because it will help you when times get challenging and you're like, you know what? I don't want to send extra money to my credit card this month. I want to go spend it. You need to remember your awakening. Well, if we spend the money, we got to remember that we don't want to live like XYZ. We don't want to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. So we need to be mindful of why we're doing the things we're doing when it gets challenging. Now, number two. Okay, I need y'all to hear me on number two because this is where the people are getting caught up. I talked to somebody the other day. They're asking me for help. And I said, okay, tell me what some of your goals are for 2022. And they started naming all these goals. And I stopped them and said, every goal that you just named was about somebody else. You want to help this family member. You want to help that family member. You want to get, you didn't give me a single goal that was related to you. So number two, you absolutely need this for financial success in 2022 is to be selfish is to be selfish y'all don't come for me in the comments just believe me on this just trust me on this you need to be selfish if you are not going to be selfish it is going to be challenging for you to start digging your way out of whatever hole you may have gotten yourself into or to continue to elevate yourself now when I say be selfish hear me because I'm not talking about the dependence that you have and not giving them whatever they need. And I mean minor dependence or elder dependence. If you have dependence, those people are depending on you for life and to live and to be comfortable. Those are your obligations. But y'all y'all know, y'all know the people that I'm talking about. That cousin or that sibling or that aunt or that parent who has bad money management skills 
So they're always asking you for money? No, no, we're not giving them any more money. And if you feel like you have to, we're going to significantly reduce it. We are not going to give them a budget. I can give you $100 a month or I can give you $50 a month. But ultimately, I'm telling you, be selfish and we're not giving them nothing. Okay, because everyone should be, if you are an able body working individual, right, you and you're, you're working and you're making money, you should be able to learn how to how to manage your finances and if you are a person who is going to other people asking for money you need to get in a position where other people have not become your source of financial stability i'm gonna say that again you need to be in a position where other people have not become the source of your financial stability if you are the person who is dishing out money to other people you need to stop being the source of financial stability for other people. And I know this can be very challenging. It can be hard to not give money to our family members because we want to, you know, help them and be there for them. But you cannot help other people if you cannot help yourself. That's why you need to be selfish. You cannot take care of other people when you can't even afford to take care of yourself. So so here's an example. I asked this person the other day, I said, you know, you're giving money out to all your family members. How much money do you have in your emergency fund? They told me they have zero dollars in their emergency fund. They don't have one. So how? explain to me how you can even afford to give your brother, your aunt, your cousin, whoever. How can you afford to give them money when you don't have that comfort, that peace, that buffer for yourself? You're not in a position to do that. And you have to recognize that at some point you have to be selfish at least long enough to where you can build up your own financial stability. So let me give you all a visual, right? Let's say, for example, there are three specific people who ask you for money every month and you give it to them every month. Let's put you at the center. You're in the center and those three people create a circle around you. Now, those three people ask you for money every month. You give it to them and you all have maybe established a monthly situation where everyone is just on the same page. You're going to give them money every month. Those three people are sucking money from you and you are in the center. You are the source of their financial stability. Now, uh, whichever it could be three people, two people, six people, whoever you're thinking of in your mind right now, which one of those people is in a position today to help you? If you had an emergency right now at this moment, don't worry, I will wait. Likely none of those people. It is very rare that one of those people, whoever you're thinking of, is in a position to help you today if you had an emergency because you're their financial stability. So you have to understand that when you are helping people, it's not wrong to help people. But if you are not in a place where if you have an emergency, you can help yourself, you're not helping other people. You need to be selfish. And I will tell you this. Selfish is literally you setting boundaries with other people. It's you saying, nah, nah, not not this month, not last month, and not next month. I'm not giving you money because you need to learn how to manage your own money. And I will tell you, teaching other people how to manage their money is going to be way more beneficial for you and them in the long run. But it's really setting boundaries. And I will tell you, all when I first started budgeting in 2016, I had to set boundaries. And there were people who were not happy about it. From 2016 to 2019, the people were upset. 
But when I set the boundaries, I will tell you, I set boundaries. People got upset, but my emergency fund grew. My credit card debt went down. All of a sudden, I'm finding peace in my finances because I'm setting boundaries. And and boundaries look like someone saying, oh, well, can you pitch in an extra 25? I cannot. Can you just buy me? I cannot. Can you? I cannot. Right. And so even if it's $10, $25, $500, it will start to add up. And so when you set the boundaries, you are telling people, my goal over here is more important than your feelings at this moment. Because you are trying to hit a financial goal. You are trying to have one month's worth of finances in your emergency fund. You are trying to pay off your credit card or maybe invest more or prepare for your college or your kid's college or your retirement. Those goals are more important for you than someone's feelings being hurt or someone being upset. And you got to set that boundary and you got to be consistent. And we'll circle back to that in a second. So number three. After you have your awakening, after you commit to being selfish, at least for the year of 2022, you then need to recognize patience. Recognize patience. What does it look like? What is it? Accept patience into your life. And that means extending yourself grace as well. When we are talking about being patient, we are going to extend ourselves grace throughout this process because I've been doing this since 2016, but if you're just now starting in 2022 or 2021, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and have $20,000 in your emergency fund. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be a budgeting expert, right? So you have to be patient and you have to recognize that some months you might not track every single expense. You might not send extra money to your credit card every single month. But you're working on it. You're trying to flex that muscle of being consistent and really focusing on your goals. But it it takes time. So be patient with yourself. Extend yourself a little grace. If you go over budget once or twice, that's okay. Now, if it becomes consistent where you're just going over budget every single month, you might need to refresh, take a moment, step back and say, how can I change my budget a little bit so I'm not going over budget and I'm not beating myself up but be patient with yourself because this takes time the other subset of being patient is delayed gratification you have to recognize that you're not going to get everything today and you're not going to get everything tomorrow you gotta you have to accept that delayed gratification is a part of the process so if your credit score right now is in the 500s or the 600s or the 700s and your goal is to get it to the 800s, it's going to take time, right? Your your credit score is not going to jump up 200 points overnight. You have to have delayed gratification. Work at it every single week, every single month. And before you know it, three months or four months from now, you might be higher than a 750 or you might be at 825. So it just takes time. Be patient. Recognize that delayed gratification is going to help you become more successful by the end of the year and extend yourself some grace, right? Number four, you need to be disciplined. You you have to be disciplined. If you want something, if you desire something, if you are hoping for something and you have no discipline, it's all a fantasy. It is all a fantasy. It will never happen. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being 100% honest with you. If you lack discipline, it's will not happen and it might peak a little bit you might say oh hey the thing i want is starting to happen but if the discipline falls off it's not going to come to fruition so you have to be disciplined but in in preparing for this uh, episode i looked at what it means to be disciplined 
And discipline is defined as training yourself to do something in a controlled and habitual way. I'm going to say it again for the people that zoned out on me. Discipline is training yourself to do something in a controlled and habitual way. That something could be anything. You can be disciplined in anything. So you have to figure out, well, what exactly am I going to be disciplined in for 2022? What am I going to do in a controlled and habitual way? I got two things for you. Number one, you're going to be disciplined in consistency. We are going to be consistent. And I had a great conversation with my legal assistant about this the other day because we are both trying to be consistent in some things in 2022. But, but let me... Let me preface it with this. Sometimes we confuse being consistent with repetitive. And they're two different things, right? Repetitive is you're just repeating the same thing over and over. Being consistent is being uniform. It is being uniform, setting a standard of uniformity, compatibility, right? So you are going to write out your budget in a consistent manner every month for 2022. It's going to be uniform. So you're going to write out all your bills and expenses. You're going to track your expenses and you're going to follow back up and strike through the bills that have been paid. If some of the the bills, they adjust, maybe they're more expensive than you thought, or maybe they're not quite as expensive. You're going to update your budget accordingly. If you get extra money, you're going to update your budget accordingly, right? You're going to be consistent in how you write out your budget, consistent in how you track your expenses. We're setting a standard in 2022. That's our goal. Now, here's the second thing we're going to be disciplined in is execution. We are going to be disciplined in execution, which is carrying out the plan or putting the plan into effect. Because I will tell you, we can have the best intentions in the world. We can have the awakening. We can be selfish and patient and we can be consistent in writing out our budget. But if we're not disciplined in our execution, oh, (laughs) you can forget about it. You can literally forget about it because when you are disciplined in your execution, it looks like this. You write out your budget and you say, I'm going to track all my expenses. Part of my budget requires me to send $150 to my credit card. And then you execute that. You actually send the $150 to your credit card because your goal is to pay it off. That is the execution. Now, the consistency of writing out your budget is you have a line item in your budget that says, Target practice, payoff credit card, $150. But then you don't actually send the money, right? So so we're going to be consistent and and uniform in how we write out our budget, track our expenses, but then we're going to actually carry out the plan of paying off our card, paying off our credit card, maybe contributing more money toward our investments, our emergency fund, retirement account, whatever the thing is, You need to actually execute it because it's not enough to just say, I'm going to do this. You have to actually put the plan into motion. And a lot of times we we just say all these goals, but then we don't actually put forth the execution. And speaking it into existence is one thing, but y'all know we got to put in the work. You have to put in the work. Faith without work is dead. That's what the people be saying. So you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. Now, number five. Number five is probably more important than the discipline itself, because if you don't do number five, being disciplined is also going to be challenging. Number five is to be specific with your goals. So you need to do two things when it comes to your goals. 
You need to understand why you want to accomplish this goal. Why do I want to pay off my credit card? Why do I want to pay off my car? Why do I want to invest more? Right? And then you need to quantify that goal. You need to quantify that goal. So so be specific in what your goal is, right? Understand why you want to accomplish that goal. And then you need to quantify that goal. So that's what this is going to look like. Let's say you have a goal of maxing out your IRA. If, if you don't know what an IRA is, it is an individual retirement account. As long as you have income and you make less than a certain amount, I think it's $125,000, you can contribute the full $6,000 into that account. If you are over the age of 50, you can contribute up to $7,000 in one year in that account. So if you're under 50, it's $6,000. If you're above the age of 50, $7,000. Let's say you want to max out your IRA, your Roth IRA account. And you recognize, you know, I'm under 60, or excuse me, I'm under 50, so I can contribute up to $6,000. Boom. That's my goal. I want to put in the maximum contribution for my IRA. It's $6,000 for 2022. If you say you're over 50, it's $7,000. Okay, we have a goal. Now, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, why do I want to max out my IRA? Just why? And and the why is similar to your awakening, right? It is going to help you remember why you want to do this when it gets challenging in June, July, and August, when the newness of the year has worn off, when being, you know, being goal-oriented isn't as fun because it's the second quarter of the year, right? So you need to write out why you have this specific goal. And this is something that you should be writing in your Black Girl Budget Notebook. If you don't have a notebook, you can grab one from the website. Shipping is free. You want to know why. So your why might be, I want to max out because I need to catch up in preparing for retirement. Or, you know, I want to max out because this is maybe the one year where I don't have to pay for a car note or I have extra money coming in, something like that. So write down the reason why you want to accomplish this goal, accomplish maxing out your IRA, for our example. After you write down why, you then need to quantify it. This is so important. This is where people get lost in the sauce because we're not quantifying our goals. I, y'all, I got to take my glasses off. I know y'all can't see me. I got to take my glasses off for this. Every goal financially that I have accomplished is because I have quantified it and I have assessed a specific amount of money to it. So that's what we're going to do right now. Whatever you're doing, pay very close attention to this because this is all you're doing in 2022. I am under the age of 50. I'm 31. The maximum amount that I can put into my Roth IRA for 2022 is $6,000. That is an overwhelmingly high number for some of us. So automatically, I might say my goal is to max out. And in the back of my mind, I know I'm overwhelmed by that number and I'm not really going to max out my account. What I'm going to do instead is quantify this on a this goal on a monthly basis. So $6,000 divided by 12 months is $500 a month. So I'm going to say, okay, in order to max out my IRA, I need to contribute $500 every single month for the entire 2022. If you're above the age of 50 and you're doing $7,000, it's $584 a month. We're going to round up a little bit. It's $584. Now, I have quantified this on a monthly goal. So in my budget, I'm going to make a line item that says target practice. Roth IRA, 
$500 a month or $584 if I'm over than 50, if I'm older than 50, excuse me, $584 a month. So now it's not as overwhelming because now I'm not thinking about the $6,000. Every month I'm thinking about the $500 or the $584. I have quantified my goal on a monthly basis. So I'm not, you know, I'm not so completely overwhelmed, so lost in the sauce that I just don't do it. Now I'm saying, okay, every month, you know, here goes 500 584 whatever your number is but if you're the person who says nikki i cannot afford to send 500 dollars a month that's okay that's okay instead you might say you know i want to try to put three thousand dollars in my ira that's 250 dollars a month okay nikki i can afford 250 a month now you now you're talking in my price range if you can't afford the 250 you go down a little bit more right you go down until you can you can make it a goal every month that is feasible for you, whatever your income is, whatever you are in a position to contribute toward your credit card, your car payment, whatever that goal is, you need to quantify it. My goal for the the full 2022 is X. If it's to pay off a credit card and that credit card is $2,000, you need to figure out how much you can afford to spend every single month toward that credit card. And then you adjust accordingly, right? So when you quantify your goal, it makes it more palatable. It makes it more feasible. It makes it less overwhelming, less challenging, and it's easier for you to hit that goal. So you need to be very specific in what your goal is. So when I talk about being specific in your goals, this is really what I'm saying. Understand why you want to accomplish that goal. And the reason you need to understand why also is because sometimes we want to accomplish goals to impress other people. We're not doing that in 2022. We certainly weren't doing it in 2021. We're not going to do it this year either. So when you understand why, if it is not to impress other people and it is genuinely to benefit you, it is much easier to stick to that goal. Because I will tell you, if your goal is based off of impressing other people, what happens when those people disappoint you or upset you or let you down? The goals that you had go out the window. So you need to focus your goals on the benefit of you. How is this goal going to benefit me? Why do I really want to accomplish this? So understand why you want to accomplish a goal and then quantify that goal. And that is going to be the thing that sets you apart in 2022. It it will make the world of difference in 2022. Now, I'm going to give y'all a bonus necessity that you need as well is to learn how and when to pivot your goals. So, for example, in the Uh, Last example I gave you all, you need to contribute $500 or $584 a month to max out your Roth IRA. Let's say you contribute $500 in January and then you contribute $500 in February and then another $500 in March. And you get to April and you're like, you know what, that's a big chunk of change out of my monthly budget. It's really hard for me to live like that. I really can't afford it. You got to recognize when and how to pivot. So you get to April and you're like, listen, black girl budget, 500 is too much for me. I'm going to pivot. And pivoting is very important because you're not abandoning the goal, right? You're pivoting. You're changing direction a little bit, but you're not giving up on the ultimate goal. So and I'm, I'm taking this from a speaker that I heard a couple years ago. Let's say you're playing basketball, right? You're headed toward. Whichever side of the goalpost is yours, you're headed toward that basket. 
you might stop and pick up the ball, right? You can't move anymore, but you want to pass the ball to a teammate to your left. Somebody comes and is now guarding the teammate to your left. So you're like, oh, snap, I can't pass the ball to you anymore. But you're still trying to get the ball in the basket. So you're not going to completely abandon the goal of trying to make the point. You're going to pivot and turn toward your other teammates. Who else can I pass the ball to? How else can we accomplish the goal is really what you're trying to get. Same thing with your finances. You're not going to abandon maxing out your IRA or contributing to your IRA. You're just going to pivot. How else can I get to my goal? So you might say, you know what? $500 is a good chunk of change. I can't really do that anymore. So instead, I'm only going to contribute $250 for the next couple of months going forward. But you might also say, you know what? My tax refund is coming in. Instead of blowing it, I'm going to take that 800, 1500, 5000, however much the people are getting, and I'm going to put that into my IRA and help contribute to get to max out, right? Use that to help me max out my IRA. So you might say, I'm going to use my tax refund, put that into my IRA and use that as a way to max out my IRA. Did we abandon the goal? Absolutely not. Did we pivot and look for other ways to hit the goal? Of course we did. Of course. So we're not going to abandon our goals. We're just going to pivot. But you have to recognize when to pivot and how, right? If your goal is affecting the quality of life, right? You're sending $500 toward your credit card, towards your card note, whatever, but you can't really afford groceries throughout the whole month, you need to pivot. How are we going to pivot? We're going to take off an extra $100 from the credit card payment or the card note or the retirement account, and we're going to send that to our grocery bill. That's how you need to use pivoting to your benefit. It's not about abandoning. It's all about getting to the goal in the best way that you possibly can. So those are your five necessities for the year of 2022. You need to have an awakening. You need to be selfish. You need to be patient. You need to be disciplined in consistency and execution. You need to be very specific in your goals. Why are you doing this? And then you need to quantify your goals. And then the bonus is that you need to learn when and how to pivot. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you have not already gone to the website to order your Black Girl Budget Notebook, you can do that right now. Shipping is free. You can also grab your annual net worth tracker because we are going to be tracking our net worth this year. Um, if you did not listen to the podcast episode from uh, season one, it's titled Black Women Are Worth More Than $5. Definitely go check that out. That's why I've created the annual net worth tracker to help us track our net worth throughout the year. So hopefully you guys are going to incorporate these five necessities for 2022 and drop a comment, drop a like, tell me which one of these resonates with you the most. Which one do you need to work on more? If you're following me on TikTok and Instagram, make sure that you're dropping comments there as well. Let me know what you all think about today's podcast episode. And I look forward to talking to y'all next week. Happy budgeting.